a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, and welcome to your Utah. This is Taylor Powers here with Ethan Miller, bringing you all things on the Wasatch Front. Today, we're going to venture a little bit away from the Wasatch Front for one of our topics, and Ethan's going to give us a historical and educational view on Joshua trees. Yes, I'm you still know. learning about them. I was really impacted by, yeah. by my time down there. Yeah, it seems it like fun. there's a lot to know, a lot to learn, and a big big future or a small future for <laughs> Joshua trees. Uh, before we get to that, though, I want to tell you guys about event that an event at Liberty Park that I'm super excited for. It's SLC Shred Fest. It's an annual event held down there. It's kind of the kickstart of the winter season. Everybody is so pumped to get out there and start riding. And we're looking at our neighboring states, and we're so jealous that we're not on the mountain yet. So we have Shredfest, which uh, the mountains, some sponsors, bring down a ton of snow to Liberty Park. And there's a huge event. Wait. Okay. So this is not just... A hangout and talk about the thing that you love, which is snowboarding. They no. bring snow. Yeah, no, yeah, it's skiing and snowboarding. Okay, all right. All so, right. so if you've ever been to a rail jam or if you've ever heard of one, it's um, it's a ton of park features that you would see at right. a mountain or street style uh, rails. Right. And so they're all going to be sponsored by Powder Mountain this year. Last year it was Brighton. So they bring that down a ton of features that they're going to have at their park along with a ton of snow, and they set up all these features. And there's a contest, 25 pre-registered skiers and 25 pre-registered snowboarders. You can actually go onto their website if you want to be one of those skiers or snowboarders uh, and register to partake in the event. And then there's cash prizes and and swag that they're giving away. Uh, The website, shredfestival.com. Yeah, yeah. And so you can go there and register. Yeah. Awesome. And so so it's, it's pretty much like a winter kickoff party. So in addition to the rail jam, there is going to be a lumberjack competition. <laughs> nice. Um, and I've actually I've participated in a lumberjack competition. Before. No, you haven't. Yeah. Somehow that sounds right to me. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty odd and so fun. You just get to be silly, but also yeah. you have to be very responsible and safe because you're dealing with chainsaws and axes. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so it's going to be Montana State Timber Sports Team is going to be there, and they're going to be putting on kind of a show, and then there's also going to be a competition that the audience can can sign up for. Oh, cool. Be in it. Some, some little more safe activities. Yeah, yeah. You might have to sign a, sign a waiver, <laughs> is my guess. Um, but... <laughs> But nonetheless, it's going to be a really, really entertaining thing to see, even if you don't partake in it. That sounds awesome. And I love the variety. I love that they've got a rail jam and a lumberjack (laughs) competition. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. Um, They're also going to have live music all day long. They're going to have a few different local bands playing. They're going to have a sponsor village, which is going to be all of the all of your winter sports brands are going to be there. Some pro athletes are going to be there. They're going to be selling stuff on major discounts. Um, and actually, the first one thousand uh, people to attend 
are going to get this VIP pass to the sponsor village um, where you pretty much get a chance to win prizes and hang out with some of the local pros and, and you know, people behind the outdoor brands that you love. Uh, let's see. There cool. is going to be a food truck face-off. So All right, bring on the food. Don't worry about preparing or eating before or after because you're going to want to eat the food truck food because um, a portion of all sales are going <clears> to <throat> are going to go to several nonprofits. Good. So, so support those. Awesome. And I think that's the that pretty gist much covers of it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I think this event's going to be cool. <clears throat> oh, so, here's wait, sorry to interrupt. Here's here's right. some more details on the axe and chainsaw extravaganza is what oh. they're calling it. Um, <laughs> so it's not the competition that everyone else can compete in. This is the one that Montana State Timber Sports is putting on. So it's more like an exhibition. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be live wood chucking, axe tossing, and chainsaw competitions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. That sounds amazing. <laughs> so stand back. <laughs> yeah, obviously, watch. obviously. Maybe, maybe you just need to. Maybe they need. Maybe you need to sign a waiver just to observe. Lest you get yeah, some. Yeah, yeah. Lest you get uh, wood shavings in your eye or something like that. Try and sue somebody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so here are the. Or wait, what, what were you going to say? You were going to say something. I was about just going to. Uh, just mention the website again so people have it fresh in their mm. head. So shredfestival.com. If you sh- if you look up Shredfest Utah or Shredfest Salt Lake, it'll, it'll pop right up. It'll yeah. pop right up. And, of course, there's going to be plenty of parking. Yeah. Because yeah. it's location. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's no way to pay for parking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it's all going to be free parking. Yeah, but also tracks is close by if you want to do that. That's true. Uh, the closest tracks is just up there at Trolley Square. Yeah, so it's like five blocks away. Yeah, not far. You and can then, walk that. Uh, and then, yeah, 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 just a couple blocks up. So this is Saturday, November 4th. It starts at 1 p.m. It does not have an end date, end time because I'm sure it's – a casual event that's just going to go until mm-hmm. they feel like they're done with it. <laughs> um, there is a price, though. It's going to be $10 per person, and that is all ages. And if you wait until the actual day of show, price goes up 5 bucks. So if you're interested in this, buy your tickets online yeah. right now. Well, it seems like 10 bucks though, is worth it, especially if you you know really love skiing and snowboarding, then this mm-hmm. seems to be the thing to do because, uh, honestly... Honestly, unless unless you're one of the people that are are able and willing to get up early in the backcountry, mm-hmm. ah, skiing is still m- probably more than a month out from from most Utahns. And unless we unless we really start to get a lot of snow, yeah, right away. Well, this weekend um, they they kind of see a front coming on. So oh, good. Hopefully that's fingers it. crossed. If we can get some early storms, and they'll then we'll be up there skiing at the end of this month. But yep, yep. Fingers. I think we, we can happen, make it happen. Though. It'll happen. We need. I need you to be more positive. Yes. All right. So <laughs> obviously, when we all when all the resorts open next weekend, <laughs> that's my prediction. Thanksgiving. I'm gonna Thanksgiving Day. I'm gonna will it into. I'm gonna will it into existence. Mm-hmm. All right. When we come back, I've got an update. You may remember a number of weeks ago, I made a trip down to Joshua Tree National Natural Landmark, which is the only place in Utah where you can even see Joshua trees. And it's a very little small sliver of the state. Really cool experience. And I've learned a bunch of things about that area since. And I want to share a few of them with you, including the eventual fate, they think, of all Joshua trees 
not to get everyone depressed, but if it weren't for one giant sloth, yes, this is all real information. Mm-hmm. I'll bring. Oh, you know what I did? I the talked song, through, the song I, bad finished. I talked through the bumper. <laughs> I wouldn't shut up. I talked through the bumper. All right, restarting the bumper. Get on with it. I know. When we come back, we'll have all that info on the giant sloth and its surprising connection to Utah's Joshua Tree population. There are not a lot of Joshua trees in the world. Uh, in fact, probably uh, count them. Uh, yeah, and someone <laughs> undoubtedly has because you'll only find them in just a couple of little areas. One of those areas is here in the state of Utah. It's called the Joshua Tree National Natural Landmark, and it is in the very, very southern southwest corner of the state. In fact, from the Joshua Tree National Natural Landmark, you can see where I-15 exits the Virgin River Gorge on the Arizona side. Wow. So it's uh, very, very far down there, very, very, just the very far corner. But it's a neat uh, a neat place. There's some some roads through there that you can drive through and enjoy the, and it, the Joshua Tree population. It is different than Joshua Tree National Park. <laughs> it, is, it is a different place than Joshua Tree National Park. But uh, a couple of things that I've been learning about the Joshua Tree, and maybe this is good to know from here in the state of Utah, because we've got a Joshua Tree population that, you know, deserves some a little bit of attention mm-hmm. and maybe even some defense. I'm going to show you uh, a little map. Now, not everyone can, only you can see this, Taylor, but this kind of just shows you this is the total population of Joshua Trees. This is their total uh, breadth of their existence. And there is a little C-shaped run of mm-hmm. land in Southern California where you can find them. You can find them across uh, much of the Southern point of Nevada, that little place in Utah, and then the furthest, furthest western edge of Arizona. And even those are just in patches. It's not like you find them everywhere. Wow. Utah Utah looks like it's about a thousand square feet. <laughs> yeah, we've nearly lost our Joshua Tree population. Oh. And so I was down near Joshua Tree National Park, the actual Joshua Tree National Park, and, and I I did a little bit of reading. I thought, well, let me find out more about these. And I was surprised to discover just how few there are. There are so few of these Joshua trees. And they are like that in part because historically there's really only one animal that ever did much of a job of spreading the Joshua tree seeds. And that is a long extinct giant sloth. Can you imagine what he would look like crawling across the desert? I can only imagine. I can only imagine. It went extinct – in the thousands of years ago. And no wonder it didn't travel very far if he is like his recent <laughs> like where he's so slow. slow at traveling. So this is an animal that would have overlapped with humans. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, maybe they tasted good and that's why they don't are around anymore. Uh, they were, they, they was, weren't good at running away. They were slow and <laughs> yummy. <laughs> There's no hope for you. Uh, we'll look at cows. If we couldn't breed cows, they'd all be extinct, right? right? Yeah. So this sloth would eat 
eat parts of the Joshua tree and would spread the seeds around. Mm -hmm. And it's not around anymore. And according to biologists, there is no other animal that spreads the Joshua tree seeds. So the Joshua trees are only able to grow and repopulate in the areas where they already are. They can't spread to new areas. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem because as the climate changes, their Joshua tree is going to have to be able to get its seeds into new areas where the temperature changes in their favor. Mm -hmm. But they're not going to be able to. Unless we breed a new animal that feeds on Joshua trees. Unless we ourselves eat the Joshua trees (laughs) and then go poop in new areas of the desert. (laughs) We have to. There's no other way. There's no other way. But obviously, man, that kind of made me feel sad. Yeah. Because we just have that little tiny population in Utah of Joshua trees. Mm-hmm. And they are they are really neat. And you know what? I kind of feel like the state of Utah has a particular reason to promote and defend the Joshua tree. Why is that? And that's because the Joshua tree was named by Mormon pioneers. Wow. The Joshua tree was named by Mormon pioneers because they felt like the way it appeared. I'm going to show you a photo here so that you'll kind of understand. But if you look at it. They felt like that looked like the tree had its arms raised to heaven like Joshua in the Bible. Wow. And so they called it the Joshua tree, and that name stuck. So Mormon pioneers named the Joshua tree. That is incredible knowledge. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Uh, And now, uh, you know. And now they're almost gone from Utah. There's so few. Just so few. Now, when I say climate change is going to, you know, it threatens them. Yeah. It's not like not next like, week. Yeah. You know? We got some time, but. It, it's, you know, the desert's still the desert, but it's, the desert is a, it's pretty fragile ecosystem <clears throat> and, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. it seems desolate, but it's actually full of life. And, oh, yeah. And it's, it's extremely cool, but mm-hmm. that was a fun thing to do. I even listened to Joshua Tree, the U2 album, driving through, <laughs> driving through 29 Palms where they, where they stayed when they wrote it. And oh. it was cool. Really fun. Very cool. So there you go. Good knowledge on Joshua Tree, the history of it. Um, this winter, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to make a commitment. All right. This winter, drive down. To yeah, the, I've I've never seen one in person. Okay, so dri- drive down to the Joshua Tree National Natural Landmark. Just stick it in Google, Nas- Google National Maps. Natural Landmark. Yeah, fill up your tank in St. George, and. Uh, and then, yeah, go check it out. I can do that. I it's, can do that. It's not a large area. It's not like you go down there and explore it for a week. You know, there are a couple mm-hmm. of roads through it, and they don't take long. Well, what uh, I'll do is I'll, I'll meet my sister halfway because she's in Southern California. Oh, yeah. And then you go to Snow Canyon also. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. what we'll do. Okay. Well, good. Now that everyone has uh, some good <laughs> winter plans. Exactly. Right? <laughs> All right. Well, you learned something, and hopefully you're going to get – yourself and your kids and your family out to this shred fest to take part in the kickoff for winter here in utah i know i'm excited i hope you are too thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode get out there and enjoy your utah